0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Wednesday, the 1st of November, and my name is Roman Kanziani. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with John T. Morris, and I'm also joined by Dario Messi from our fixed income research team, who will share his thoughts about everything fixed income, including, of course, on today's interest rate decision by the Federal Reserve. But let's start uh, with the market news. Good morning, John T. Good morning, Roman. Well, Jonti, yesterday we saw consumer price inflation data for the eurozone for October. Can you fill us in on the details there, please?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, Euro area inflation fell sharply again in October. So it would seem that the European central bank's uh, rate hikes are doing their job. Uh, Inflation in the eurozone came in at 2.9% year on year for October, falling almost 1.5% from September's uh, figure of 4.3%. Uh, whereas analysts had expected a rise of 3.1%. So this is good news, really. Inflation, excluding the volatile prices of energy, food, alcohol and tobacco, also fell from 45 to 4.2%. And most members of the ECB's governing council are likely to be pleased with this data, uh, given that the ECB is probably unlikely to raise interest rates further on this basis. And this seems to be a done deal, given that the economy contracted slightly in the third quarter. But we have Dario on the show later, who I think will have more for us on the ECB. Absolutely. Well, and staying
0: on the data front, uh, there was data out of the US yesterday where we saw a rise in US employment costs. uh, That was rather unexpected. And also US consumer confidence data.
1: So can you tell us more about that, please? Sure, let's perhaps start with the U.S. consumer confidence data, which dropped to a five-month low in October, which dragged down pessimism around business conditions and worries about high prices and the political situation in the U.S. The conference board's index fell from an upwardly revised one 104.3 in September to 102.6 in October. While economists' expectations of recession have steadily decreased, given the remarkable resilience of the US economy and its labor market, Americans continue to be squeezed by higher prices. And you mentioned it before, we also saw data out yesterday, which showed that US labor costs accelerated unexpectedly in the third quarter, rising by 1.1% quarter on quarter and 4.3% year on year. So what this shows us is that wages and salaries are rising in line with inflation, which is in turn positive for households and overall consumption. This surprise rise in labour costs may well worry Fed officials who are closely monitoring the data for inflation signals, but this latest figure is unlikely to impact expectations for the Fed to leave interest rates where they are at its meeting today, particularly given that reported inflation figures have slowly been moving lower.
0: Right, so uh, let's talk about US market action yesterday then, where uh, I think it was a better day for, for
1: stocks. Indeed, that's right. Uh, Wall Street's main indices ended yesterday's session with gains as investors looked ahead to the Fed's monetary policy update while they digested a mixed batch of earnings reports. The S&P 500 index closed up 0.6%, closed just shy of the 4,200 mark, with all of its 11 sectors ending the session in positive territory. And in US Treasuries, yields fell slightly, with the yield on the 10-year Treasury at 490 and the yield on the two-year now at 507 when I checked a moment ago. And after slumping so far this week, oil prices are trading higher today, ahead of key global central bank meetings this week, including the Fed of course, as attention shifts to global demand given that the Israel-Hamas conflict has so far remained contained.
0: Right, so uh, moving to Asia now, we saw Japan and China both releasing manufacturing PMI data overnight, and uh, the figures weren't too encouraging, were they?
1: That's right. Unfortunately, manufacturing PMI data released overnight shows that Asia's manufacturers are facing increasing pressure in October, uh, with factory activity in China slipping back into decline. Now, this is hampering the prospects of recovery for the region's major exporters, which are already feeling the squeeze from weaker global demand and higher prices. And PMI data for Japan, South Korea, Malaysia and Vietnam showed that order activity is also shrinking in Asia's manufacturing powers.
0: Now, you uh, mentioned Japan before, John, and I see that the uh, Japanese yen is rallying this morning. So what's going on there?
1: Yes, the yen has gained versus all of its major peers uh, in overnight trading after Japan's top currency diplomat, uh, Masato Kanda told reporters today that the finance ministry is on standby to respond to the yen's recent one-sided sharp falls. This is a sign that Japan is ramping up its rhetoric around the yen buying intervention, something that the market has been on alert for in recent months. And staying in Japan, its central bank has announced further unscheduled bond purchase operations to stop yields from rising too high after it loosened its grip on yields in a policy tweak decision yesterday, which caused the yen to touch a one-year low. And the yen is still trading not far off its low, uh, around 151 mark versus the US dollar.
0: Right, uh, by the way, our equity has recently upgraded the Japanese equity market from neutral to overweight, and that's not really based on their view regarding the yen. Rather, they see plenty of arguments for a further outperformance, among them the ongoing corporate reforms, the increase in share buybacks in Japan, as well as some very important tax adjustments in the Nippon Individual Savings Account framework. The latter with uh, the goal of no less than doubling the equity allocation of Japanese households' money. Right, so back to the markets. Uh, what can we expect for the day ahead, Chonti?
1: Well, of course, all eyes will be on the Fed this evening as we await the next update from Chairman Jerome Powell, where expectations are for a hold on rates at 5.5%. And investors will be keeping a close eye on the Fed's decision and Fed fund futures are pricing in a probability of around 98% that the central bank will keep rates at current levels. In terms of economic data today, we'll see manufacturing PMI data for October out for Switzerland, Sweden, Norway and the UK and UK nationwide house prices for October. And this afternoon we can expect US manufacturing PMI numbers and US construction spending data ahead of the Fed decision. Companies due to announce earnings include GlaxoSmithKline, Aston Martin and Tenaris. And so with not too much on Europe's economic calendar today, investors are likely to keep the focus really on the Fed and the yen. Futures show that stocks here in Europe uh, are set for a higher open, while US equity futures are pointing to a negative open later today. And that's it from me.
0: Thank you very much, Shanti.
1: Thanks for having me, Roman.
0: Now, Dario, good to have you on the show. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Roman. Uh, well, before we get uh, to the big topic today, which is the Fed's rate decision, let's quickly look back at last week's ECB decision not to hike rates in the Eurozone. It was no surprise that the European Central Bank refrained from hiking its policy rate further. But uh, it communicated that uh, before taking further rate action, it wants to assess what impact the tightening has had so far. And in the meantime, we got quite some interesting data giving us uh, already some answer to this question, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, exactly. We did. Uh, Jonti mentioned it uh, before. Uh, we got GDP data for the third quarter, as well as uh, first estimates for the, the October inflation uh, in the Eurozone as a whole, but also in the single countries. Um, and yes, if if you look at this data, then it uh, really points to a cooling economy with lower inflation. So uh, if you look at the details, the, the third quarter uh, stagnated by uh, 0.1% compared to the previous quarter, uh, so more or less in line with expectations. Of a flat uh, economic activity. And also if we look at um, the quarters before that we had, um, what we are seeing is basically unchanged uh, GDP over a 12-month horizon. Um, And what our economists expect, they expect uh, actually this trend to continue, so for the last quarter as well, more or less flattish, and then also the beginning of uh, next year. Uh, Interesting, it's also that uh, it's cooling, but it's not as bad as uh, some survey indicators would suggest. Um, And then uh, also very important, uh, obviously, on the inflation side, uh, we we really see the effect of such a cooling in aggregate demand. So um, we had for the eurozone, the first estimate for October on a year on year basis now at uh, 2.9%. I mean, just remember, it it was only a year ago when exactly for this reading we had uh, over 10%. Um, We have to admit, though, that uh, energy and also food prices helped uh, quite a bit here with the sharp move lower this time. And it's likely that uh, we don't get this uh, kind of help in the short term uh, just again.
0: So uh, this means the pause from the ECB is justified and beyond this, we might really have finally seen rates peaking in the Eurozone, correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Johnty mentioned it exactly before. He said the Council will be pleased by this and this is exactly what we also think. Uh, it's a decrease in aggregate demand, uh, economic activity lower, weak credit dynamics, now also inflation prints. Uh, this is exactly what the ECB wanted to achieve um, because this is also what ultimately continues to bring down uh, these inflation readings. So yes, in our view, uh, this data should increase uh, actually the conviction that um, the ECB is done at the the current levels. Right, so now to
0: the Fed, well, the elephant in the room today, I believe. Uh, We heard uh, from Chonti that there is no change expected as well there. Does this mean we also saw peak rates in the US?
2: Uh, Yes, uh, any change to to interest rate policy today would be quite a surprise uh, by the Fed. Uh, I think it was also quite clearly communicated by the Fed beforehand. Uh, the, the November meeting is, is not a meeting to do the big changes now. And also when you look at, at the Bloomberg screen this morning, uh, this is also what the market expects, basically zero probability for a, for a hike today. Um, now you asked, does this mean we are at peak rates in the US as well? We at least believe so. But um, what the market is telling us here, it's not so clear as it is for the ECB. Uh, in fact, we still have a 25% probability for hike in December. Um, and yeah, I mean, we also have to admit there there is quite some difference between uh, the eurozone and the US. Um, this can easily be explained then also by the the, the diverging uh, macro backdrop. Uh, the US economy is still very robust and, and shows much less signs of of Uh, interest rate related weakness Um, but in our view this is also already reflected in in policy rates already now Uh, the fed fund is at uh, five and a quarter to five and a half percent this is over one percent higher than um, the relevant rate in the eurozone so again to your question it seems uh, less clear here at least slightly less clear but yes we think the fed is also done hiking Um, will definitely be interesting to watch out for any guidance today at the press conference. Thank you
0: very much for your insights,
2: Dario. Thank you, Roman, for inviting me.
0: So that's all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be back and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues, including our commodity specialists. Uh, So have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to wwwjuliusbearcom forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.
1: Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.